Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Alex Bonilla. Hola. And Ryan Van Burris. Hello. Today we are finally discussing Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. Before we get started, I just want to let listeners know that yes, we will be getting into spoilers, but we will be having a brief non-spoiler discussion to start us off. Find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings, or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So, let's just dive right in with the easiest question without any spoilers. Try to be brief, but it's okay if you're not. Did you guys like this movie? Alex, let's start with you. Okay, so um, I'm going to just give some brief context first. I have not watched a single Wes Anderson movie before this, so I'm going in completely clean. I know that I've heard that his style of humor and filmmaking is pretty static across his films, but I have not much exposure to that. So with that said, I enjoyed this. It was uh, entertaining from beginning to end. I think that the tone of it it stays mostly in... Uh, at a constant pace as well, like trying to balance uh, quick uh, brushes of humor, trying to add some emotional depth. Uh, I think the the main character in this movie goes through an arc that's believable enough. And uh, and the atmosphere is just very interesting to watch. Like the music is incredible at, at times. The animation itself, there are like moments that really stand out. So while I'm not going to call it the the best animated movie I've seen in a long time, but it definitely is above average compared to other films that we've covered on this podcast in the past. I mean, but that's not hard. That's a very low bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I definitely would say that I, I enjoyed it, uh, in my opinion. Cool, cool. Ryan, did you like right. this movie? As someone who has watched uh, Wes Anderson's previous movies, uh, I went into this movie kind of knowing what to expect and uh wes anderson's kind of brand of visual comedy is i'm kind of the target audience for it and so you know uh it delivered what i expected and satisfyingly so um so yeah so i i enjoyed the movie um i think wes anderson is really at home in animation um it really blends to his his style of directing um and you know there's it's a pretty simple movie um but it's uh, done well and um yeah i really enjoyed it all right cool cool i appreciate the animation of this movie visually it is it is it's it's stunning to watch it's a very beautifully animated film and um stop motion is in something we see often um, I'm glad that we're seeing a lot more of it in recent years with Anomalisa, with this, with with um, Kubo. Like we are seeing a bit more of it come back, making a comeback. But <sighs> you guys, you guys, like I knew it. I knew when I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer, and I saw that mushroom cloud go off, and I was like, no, there's gonna be something that's gonna bother me. There's gonna be something here that the, he's gonna not get right, and it's true there are certain things in this movie like things that just if you know where to look you just you can't unsee what you're seeing where it's just I don't know he just doesn't hundred like we're gonna get into the whole discussion of cultural appropriation and all that but you know it's just a little from from the perspective I don't know I just 
it's it there were very there were a lot of cringeworthy moments for me and they kind of it got it got close to spoiling the rest of the film because it's just there are certain tropes that they use certain things that I found to be unnecessary but um but in terms of animation it's a beautiful movie I haven't really seen any other Wes Anderson movie I think I started watching um uh, what's the what's that one about the hotel? Oh God, the Grand, Buda, the Grand Budapest. Hotel. Yes, yeah. so I started watching that one. I don't know if I finished it, but um, and I didn't see. Uh, I think it's called the Fantastic Mr. Fox. But um, but yeah, there are some issues with this movie that doesn't detract from its prettiness. That doesn't distract detract from the voice acting. Though I think the voice acting was really great, despite the fact that all the dogs were voiced basically by white people. But we'll, I mean, despite the fact that they're Japanese dogs are voiced by white people. Sure, we'll get into that later. But, um, but yeah. So talk to me about this, this um, animation and this narrative. Like, is there any other thing that if you guys have to convince someone without spoiling anything, like what do you, what would you guys say to them? Well, I'd say that it feels very storybooky. Like it, it follows a very linear narrative. Uh, you begin with a character that appears very rough, and they slowly get, uh, you know, acquainted with another character, and they become more um, soft after learning things about himself and learn. learn like it, it's all—it's all very by the numbers, to, to, so to speak. But because of the fact that the character is likable, and the 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 director uses music and the visuals to help you uh, get into the character. Uh, I think that that all definitely helps it to feel very, I, I think cozy is almost the, the word. Mm, like if just, word. In, just in terms of the narrative, like I've even seen reviews like people like falling asleep to it, but like in a, this movie makes me feel peaceful kind of way. <laughs> but like uh, in that sense, uh, I guess it's, uh, it, it's a movie worth watching in that it, it is very hard ap- trying to appeal to your feel good nature if you can focus on just the the narrative without going into the the details that we'll get into later that may may or may not spoil your experience of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. What about you Ryan? Any kind of like last non-spoiler thing before we dive into the good stuff? It's a movie where I mean I think a you have to you have to buy in to Wes Anderson's brand of comedy you have to you have to be kind of accepting it it, it, it takes place in very much this surrealist version of you know uh, uh of 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 the world where it's you know it's it's set in the future everything's retro um crazy things are going to happen and and they're just going to be played straight and but I mean, if you enjoy, it, and it, and it's he's using his the, his 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 trademark style of everything is everything is very linear. Everything is um, uh, blocked out so you know so that it's so that it's it's flat and he can control everything in this. You can control everything in the scene because it's all animated and everything is put in there for a purpose. And so I think. If if you if you enjoy uh, stop motion animation and just kind of like the craft of filmmaking, on 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 that on on that level, you know, by all means, 
like watch this movie and if you it and and if you like Wes Anderson's other movies like you'll you'll probably like this one um and uh and at the end of the day you know it's a story about a kid looking for his dog and then some 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 other other hijinks happen in between so you know um i uh it, it gets my recommendation. All right, cool, cool. Um, I will end the non-spoiler section. Just giving. Thank just, goodness. <laughs> no, yeah, end... Let me just say it's it's hard to explain like what this movie is without spoiling things to the point where like even the first trailer pretty much gives away the entire story because I, I don't know yeah, how yeah, how you can really make this movie likable without describing exactly what happens. Right, right, true. But um, before I do end the non-spoiler. I will do very quickly. I want to uh, quote some of the reviews that I cannot recommend enough for people. Like if you want, even if you've seen the movie already and you want kind of some critical critical engagement with with the finished product, I highly recommend the Mashable review of the film by Angie Han. Okay, so I'm going to quote something from it, which I just, we'll get into it, but I just, I need to stress this. Um, because again, I don't, I think it's safe to say none of us are Asian, not East Asian at least. So I, just to put some of East Asian voices into this East Asian American in this case, um, Angie Han wrote in a movie where the leads are largely inhuman. It's a, it's the humans who end up feeling like the inscrutable foreigners. I love dogs falls into a long history of American art, othering or dehumanizing Asians, borrowing their quote, exotic cultures and setting while in settings while disregarding the people who created those cultures and live in those settings. So if that kind of critical engagement interests you, read her review it's it's my favorite of the whole bunch that have come out um and just keep that in mind that it's a very pretty movie but there's some stuff going on that need to be discussed and without and that's like and that doesn't need that's not like a spoiler warning kind of thing it's just you can see it from the trailer that if you have that kind of kind of cringeworthy like reaction from the trailer, it will continue in this movie. So keep that in mind. Okay, so now we're gonna get into the spoilers. Leave if you don't want to be spoiled. And I know that a lot of people haven't seen this movie because of the limited release. Um, it's been getting it's been getting like good feedback from from the people who have seen it, and it's been getting getting um. Like it's been making money in the few theaters that have shown it, so it will probably expand. But uh, it if it does if it takes like three weeks, I'm so sorry. That's just how limited releases work. That's just I how believe la- works. last I heard, April 11th is what they're aiming for wide release date. So you will have your chance, hopefully. I I can't explain distribution. It's weird. All right. So spoiler warning. We're gonna get into it. So when we start. We start this movie with a prologue where we're introduced to this historic battle between the Kobayashi clan and these wild dogs. And although the war ends with Kobayashi losing, the dogs end up domesticated. And then we jump fast forward 20 years into the future in Japan, in a futuristic Japan. Um, The movie takes place in Megasaki City, 
where a dog flu virus spreads throughout the canine population, the authoritarian mayor Kobayashi signs a decree banishing all dogs to Trash Island, despite a scientist, Professor Watanabe, insisting that he is close to finding a cure. The first dog to be banished is Spots, who belonged to Atari Kobayashi, the orphan nephew of the mayor. So guys, tell me about this opening. Like, did, did you like it? Did you think it did enough to set the tone? Like, walk me through what you thought when, you, when this movie just opened. So, uh, Alex, uh, I definitely think it set up the tone really, uh, really well. Um, I, I like the narrator. He's kind of, he's the the droop, droopy dog <laughs> style. Uh, just like just his image alone is funny, and him having this deep voice is kind of perfect, just to set up the the story. And uh, yeah, like it, it was all relatively easy to follow, but because of the fact that they're kind of spelling it out to you in, in this prologue, which I think is a, it was a little um, odd at first because like, okay, well, do, I, are, do we really need this layout? Is this not going to be evident from the rest of the movie? But it, it worked enough and it was quick enough to not really be that much of an issue. Do you think that given how the film uses language, it kind of needed it though? Yeah, like, I think if you remove the prologue, I think you could still get it from the rest of the movie. Okay. I mean, even if someone hasn't seen the trailer, they just go in blind. I think so. Like, that, like Because they mention all these things again and again throughout the movie, whether it be through the translator later or through the dogs themselves saying things. You, you'll, you'll, you, would, you would pick up enough to get the story without this prologue if they decided to go in that direction. Gotcha, gotcha. Ryan, what did you think about this kind of prologue section? Well, one, I think it, it's important because it it bookends with the, um, you know, it starts and ends with the the, the, the taika drums and it's and it grounds it in this like kabuki theater. Um, and and then also, I mean, interlaced throughout is like the, the, the Kurosawa influences and the, you know, it, it opens with the like the title the the title crawls crawl with the or with the um you know the the, the text that constantly flashes up on the screen oh is this also like the same part where the people are drumming and they're showing the 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 cast or is it is, does that happen before the prologue or after the prologue i don't remember um i mean part one is when we are first introduced to like the dogs but like to the actual main dog characters that we no 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 i mean i'm talking about the the the, the credit sequence where they're showing the cast names and they have the people drumming like that sequence is incredible like one of the best opening sequences i've seen in a while like to introduce the name of your film and all the people like that was just great to watch yeah yeah and and then and then and then it's brought back at the end um and and i mean you know i he wanted to introduce, you know, they wanted to introduce the um, the kind of conceit of of all of the all of the 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 characters' um, lines are are spoken in their in their actual language, and it's just that the uh, and then all the dogs' lines, all the dog barks have been rendered into uh, into English, and kind that, of that, that text got a laugh out of my audience. <laughs> like, yeah, it just um, parts would be translated. Great. I mean, <laughs> like you, you had to go in in the movie knowing it's going to be it's going to be quirky. And this is like right up. It's deli- it, it starts out delivering what it's what it's offering. Um, 
So do you, but do you think? Do you agree? Do you think that the, this film, this part, like needed to explain the language? I don't think thing? it. I don't think it needed to explain it. I think it wanted to explain. To explain it. it. Gotcha. <laughs> I think it, it. It it takes joy in 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 in, in uh, thoroughly like in and and how much it it uh it plays with it and yeah. and wants to um it is very it it prominently puts it out there and you know it's it's not necessary but a lot of things you know aren't necessary um i guess should should we take this opportunity to just go into this for the rest of the movie because like also in in the trailer of the movie there's the line where the dog goes i wish we could speak his language <laughs> so like even from the advertising it's like they're like making this a big thing and uh, as you mentioned in the review that you, you cited, it does feel making the, the Japanese humans in this instance feel more distant. And uh, at least from, from my point of view, like you, you can understand the, the superficial intention of it, right? Like you want it to be from the perspective of the dog. So you want the humans to be secondary. But the problem is when you also are adding in language to it, adding into it a different culture, like that that's adding in other implications that maybe you didn't intend, but they, they come off that way when you're doing it in such an obvious manner and to the point of even like making fun of it at some points. And I mean, we do have one person, one human that is, can speak English and can communicate. And who is that? It's the white chick who decides to save everybody. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It does, there is this kind of, you know, they could have easily changed things. They could have just done, kept the Japanese, kept the idea, but just put subtitles. Yes, so people could actually so understand, you know, people could at least understand what the, pe what everyone else was saying. But the whole purpose and, was that well, they're not supposed to. So I think that, <clears throat> if I can talk, I think that, you know, there is, there's, there's gonna, there was gonna be a danger of, you know, is this, is this homage or is it, you know, does it, and, and I, I would say it, it kind of does, it borders on kind of fetishistic, the, 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 the treatment of, yeah, Japan is, this, the movie didn't, there's nothing in this movie that really need to be set in Japan, except that, you know, it's, it's a, it's a stand in for, yeah, this other, this, this weird, surreal kind of other thing that the West views it as. And, 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 and that's, and, and we needed, we needed to make the, yeah, the human characters unintelligible. Uh, and so we're going to do that by, you know, making them speak Japanese and then not do the subtitles. Um, you know, could, if, if you, if you wanted to, 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 to do it in a futuristic setting or you, you wanted to, there, there were other ways of of um, you, you could have completely fictionalized it. You know, you, they could have made them unintelligible in some other way, and then you still keep, you know, the the perspective the perspective of you know you're you're seeing this through the lens of of the dogs, right? Which is what the which is what I feel is the main intention um, of doing the language this way of, you know, you're not supposed to understand what they're saying. Um, and except for the, 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 the several instances where like, it's, it's very obvious that they're not speaking, you know, proper Japanese, they're speaking the, the Romanized versions of it, you know, the sitto, and they're not actually saying like, you know, that it's the, 
uh, or or um, when when Atari goes to to pet spots for the first time and the major domo is uh, says no it's not a it's like it's a guard dog it's not a, a pet you know he it's the 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 they're using the romanji they they say uh, uh, not not to guard dogu or, or uh, um, it's like or, or guard dogu not to peto like like you're supposed to understand what he's saying and so they're not you know like, like a traditional Japanese speaker wouldn't say that um, and and I and it, you know moments like that kind of stand out and and then I I, I also agree that it um, it's not helping its case when it makes the you, you, they needed a human character um, to be able to communicate with the audience. And so they get around that by making them an English for, or, a, you know, American for an exchange student. Um, and yeah, make, make, making the one character that you can understand white. And so like our only, our other main um lens that we're seeing the 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 story play out through is through the only white character so i think it's it's certainly problematic uh and i and i agree with that um but i can also like see the story decisions in it as well i mean Mm -hmm. i don't i understand the story decisions it's just it's kind of the same thing as like say any random commercial that does something that's culturally insensitive. It's like there was a group of people who saw this and went, this is a great idea. And no one cared to even think like, maybe we should try something a little bit more interesting. And it's just really frustrating because like, even if you actually just, why make it dogs? You, I mean, there is literally an island in Japan that is only with cats. If you had just (laughs) simply done like the cats instead of dogs, easy. Easy, super easy. You could have done like, okay, well, there's an actual place in Japan. We can actually cement this in an actual realistic place. But I don't and, think that was ever the intent to make it realistic. That's yeah, kind but, of like the, the issue is from the very seeds well, of the project. Why use Japanese? Why actually make the humans look realistic? Why make the dogs yeah. look realistic? You know, it's this, why have drones? It's just like, it, it, you can't just pick and choose what you decide to be realistic and what you don't decide to be realistic. You know what I mean? It's like, there, if you're going to be crazy like you know it's it's that's not a good enough reason like that's still like i don't know i just just because it's pretty is not enough for me to go oh yes that's that makes every problematic thing okay i mean i also me look look past it rather than okay but rather i can look past it but um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, j- just before we move on, like from the language thing, I do want to recommend uh, another article that's very enlightening on this by Emily Yoshida. Who, yes, she writes for Vulture, Vulture, and uh, there um, uh, she has an article, "What It's Like to Watch Isle of Dogs as a Japanese Speaker," and uh, there she gives a good I- input on just like how the Japanese itself also comes off as a bit uh, distancing from the fact that a lot of the Japanese dialogue is muffled. So like even people who understand Japanese have a bit of a hard time understanding what they're saying. And as Ryan already mentioned, at times it's very cut up and short to the point for the purposes of international audiences getting it. But in, in the process of doing that, you make the, the Japanese seem just not important. And like that, that's just a very bad <laughs> image to give off that like you're setting while you're 
pretending it's made up, but it's obvious to everyone where the influence is coming from. And in that sense, you're not giving the influence its respect. I just am trying, it's just whenever, especially with this opening, that is so visually captivating, right? And even like just with the, not when Atari lands, which by the way, Atari, really, that's the reference you're going to go with, but moving on, not just only, not when he lands in, in the island, but when we first do see him is in that, in that kind of shot we have of him once spots is, is taken and he's kind of covered in shadow and like, that's a beautifully framed shot. Beautiful framing, but at the same time, I'm thinking, "Oh, your name's Atari," and "Oh <laughs> no, like what's go, like why?" Um, and I just, I, I struggle to figure out what the purpose of this taking place in Japan is. Like, why Japan? Like, they didn't properly tell me, like, "Oh, this is why." It was simply like it, I feel like the only reason it took place in Japan was simply because he's a fan of Kurosawa and he's a fan of Miyazaki, and he was like, "I'm gonna do it here because I'm a fan of this." culture but it's like but do you actually know the history if you did know the history i don't know if you would have gone for so many explosions or i don't know if you would have made all the dogs which in turn are voiced by these recognizable white actors you would have made them the internment camp sent people or dogs rather but you know what i mean you know it's kind of like well i don't know there's just there is something about this movie (laughs) <laughs> but um but yeah now that we got the language down and we've talked about the prologue let's continue so six months later atari runs away from home like we see in the trailer he steals a plane and fry and tr- flies to trash island to find spots his guard dog after crash landing he is rescued by five dogs rex king duke boss and chief they decide to help Atari locate spots, although Chief, a former stray, is reluctant to fraternize with humans. Initially believing he died months ago after his cage failed to open upon arrival, the dogs soon learned that there was a mix-up, and spots may be alive elsewhere on the island. The, the skirt- reveal where they yes. where they show his tag being being half covered, like first they show the tag being half covered. It's like okay, well this is gonna show up later on, and like it's like only a couple minutes later. So I'm glad that they didn't stretch out that part too much. Yeah. and the the reveal was funny enough. I was worried. I was like, oh, like I. Part of me w- wished that he was dead. I mean, it's fine. I'm, it's it's not like a problem, but I part of me was hoping that Spots had died. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but um, I mean, that- it would have been a different story. It would have been less storybooky mm. if, if we went in that direction. Like the the way it's going right now, like we're going very linear. Like I'm here to find this. Okay, let's help you find this, and we end up finding it. So <laughs> it's right, uh, it's right. very linear. That would have been a, a, a different direction to take it. Um, also, be- before all this crash landing, I think this is also the spot where we're introduced to the dogs and they have this fights with the other pack of, of yes. wild dogs and they fight over the garbage. Like that scene is pretty funny. But also like that there is the moment where the one of the dogs bites off the other dog's ear and you see the bloodiness. Yeah, and like, chief for us. Yeah, it was chief. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that, that's like the moment I think that's the moment I was like, OK, well, this is why this is PG-13. And I was waiting for a little bit more later in the movie. And we never really get anything beyond that. So like a. Uh, 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 I just wonder, like, why is this movie PG-13? <laughs> that is a good question. Like, like I mean, they didn't really use it for anything besides that one scene. Do you, do you think maybe it's also, like, the imagery of, of like, you know, you do have, um, you do have Atari being, at the end, you have him being, like, hurt physically, and you do have, like, his injury on his head and the blood, 
And you do have like, you know, the 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 worms and the food. Like there are certain imagery that may be strong for for younger I, audiences. Possibly. I mean, the the worms and the food, like we just covered early man a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> like that had imagery that was more disgusting that than is, that. <laughs> that is true. But I mean, there's also like language, not just not Japanese language, but dialogue in like there's certain Maybe there's certain like innuendos, certain things, and I don't see yeah, a PG thirteen I mean, movie. This, I mean, not PG thirteen, a PG movie with the. I think the line I most hate from this movie, which is the I think when Chief says like, "Tell that bitch," blah 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 blah, and I was just like, "Really? That's I mean, really? Like well, that's uh, a joke?" Uh, but uh, but anyway, like yeah, maybe it's also that, the oh, culminating line where he like confronts Spots like, "You son of a bitch." Right. It's true. <laughs> Yeah, well, like that's the joke, right? Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but the problem is the me- the meaning that the word has gotten in, you know, actual English Not just language. That, but the fact that the- there are rarely any female dogs, period. It's like if we had a diversity of female dogs and not have it be such a sausage fest, then maybe you can go and say bitch whenever you want. But because it doesn't, I'm like, I'm going to call you out on it. But, um, but yeah, um, let's where which dogs stand out to you guys which are the ones that you're like okay this is this is my dog this is the dog i'm gonna like stay, ride for till the end oh well, I, I think a small problem with this movie is that chief is the only one who stands up from the very beginning because he's the one who's acting different all these other ones like they have their little quirks like there's the one that says like oh i heard a rumor that this and then everybody's <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa which is a funny gag but the problem is like since they're all together all the time i can't really distinguish between them <laughs> like i i can't remember which one is Rhett's, which one is duke which one is boss Unless I'm like in the middle of watching the movie, but like five minutes later, you couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But Chief is the one who stands out from the very beginning. He's the one who gets his own arc. So at the end of the day, I think that Chief is the only strong character among this group of five dogs. Right, right. What about you, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, I, Chief is Chief is definitely the strongest character. Um, but I like. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of like, especially even in the, the the side characters. Like, I really liked Oracle. <laughs> I think that the running gag of, uh, of Oracle being able to predict the future by just being able to understand TV was 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 fantastic. And and I don't know. There's something about the way. I mean, Pug's eyes always look kind of <laughs> weird, but just the way uh, their eyes were 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 animated. Um, I, I I really loved. Um, and um, I think there were some 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 truly like heartwarming scenes with spots, but but certainly the certainly the dog that stole the show was was Chief. Right. Do you guys think that even though because I personally loved like the interactions with the dogs, like when they were just like I just remember that scene where where they're like where um, Atari gives a command, and then Chief is the only one who doesn't follow it, and everyone's like. You need to sit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like there, I, I personally, I'm like, I like when this group is together. And while I agree, Chief is the most developed character. He's he is in. I would argue he is our protagonist in all of this. But you know, I I do like this dynamic of this group, and it is a shame that we don't get enough of it. Like yeah, I would I prefer think that... an entire movie of just them like trying to figure things out and the humans just being completely out of this movie and just have it be about these dogs trying to make do or trying to get back home, you know? 
Yeah, that's the thing. that They are funny when they show up, for sure. I'm not saying that they're bad in that sense, but it's more in the fact that because they kind of disappear halfway through the movie, you, you never you lose the connection that you are growing with them. So by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, yeah, they were nice. Like, uh, But your mind is in, different, in a different place by the end of the movie. So it, it, it almost feels like that part of it could have been its own movie, like seeing all of them together. But like the moment where they have the, the separation is kind of where the movie takes a, a different course. Uh, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think also just um, that they, it's, it's hard to separate, you know, um, Rex, Duke, King, you know, all, all, all the others. They kind of, yeah, they, they, all, they never exist independently. It's always them as a group and then Chief. And and then you and then and then you also and like Spots gets his own get, gets to be his own character, but um, but the other the other dogs always you know, you know they they, har- they hardly ever get a chance to 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 really shine independently of the group, and I think that kind of goes to I mean sort of the theme of the other one uh, you know they're always you know. Uh, they're always voting the same way, you know. It, it's they're very, you know, um, they 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 listen to Atari uh, when he when he commands them to sit. You know, they're they're followers. They're followers, yeah. Which I mean, and this is this this I will say may perhaps be reading into things, but the fact that the main focus is on the uh, dog that is so individualistic versus the dogs that are seen as kind of a collective or seen as are treated as barely don't have any development and aren't seen as doing much. It also is another reminder of this kind of Western interpretation of how things should be and that it's very heavy, heavy reliance on, in, on the individual and not on the collective. Just another, just a reading throwing <laughs> out there that just yeah, I mean, me. On the other hand, when has a movie ever been about a follower? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like ninety percent of movies that's, are about yeah, that's, people who go against the the fray or things like that. Like that, that's pretty much the entire movie industry. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. Um, so after oh, by the way, that like I love that when they fight, it's in a cloud. Mm-hmm. I love that little detail. I, I don't know. It reminds me of kind of like old cartoons, and I just I adore that. So. After a skirmish with a rescue team sent by Kobayashi to retrieve Atari and at the insistence of a female purebreed named, named Nutmeg, who is one of the two female dogs in this movie. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, of course, because who else would would voice the the pretty romantic interest to the other dog? I mean, we're, we're glad she arrived from Ghost in the Shell to do this role. It's a oh, really, right. really great. Oh, man. Great. <laughs> Great He's way to bring that in. <laughs> Great way. She couldn't just play a Japanese woman. She had to play a Japanese dog too. Like it wasn't enough. But um, but yeah, so at the insistence of a female purebred named Nutmeg, Chief has a change of heart and decides to accompany Atari and the, and company on their search. They seek advice from sage dogs, Jupiter and Oracle, who inform them of a rumored cannibal tribe of dogs on an isolated part of the island. Um, very quickly, I don't know if I, for, I forgot to mention this, but I'm, I'm using the Wikipedia uh, plot because it lays everything out really well. Thank you, yeah, Wikipedia. because I feel like we were we're skipping like the whole like actually walking to the sage because I feel like that's a huge chunk. But at the same time, 
I like because all of this blends, like I can't tell you what happens when, like uh, if th- this is the moment where they go- arrive at the abandoned amusement park or does that come after they've met? No, the, that came so. after that came when they separated. This oh, is like okay. when you when there's like that shot of like the line of the dogs are walking and that song comes in. Right. And, and also, I think this is where they're all together and there's the abandoned golf club and the, like yes. the, they have like little talks about like, hey, what was your favorite food and things like that. So, right, right. Getting to know the characters, which is, you know... again, it's really getting to know Chief, not really the other characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you get good jokes, like, uh, something about, like, I get steak on my birthday, or uh, people are, like, the mascot just just learning that the food he was advertising is no longer being made. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) So, like, I don't know. There were funny moments in all of them being together that I think, like, it's just as a very low-key thing so it's hard to remember specific jokes that stand out but i, I just felt very like calm in, in those moments as they're walking to jupiter and the oracle and not just that but like this part of the movie like flies by this is this is a part of the movie i don't know how long it is in comparison to the other parts of the movie but this opening and then this like part one like the the way it's paced is is incredible because it just keeps going and you're invested and it's like it flies by but um but yeah now we move to the humans so professor watanabe finds a cure like he finally finds the cure but is poisoned by kobayashi so the dogs can remain on the island okay let's also say the scene where they're making the sushi to poison him is incredible That is what? the only place where I was like, like I read this 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 review. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was one that was recently published in the Atlantic. The Atlantic, yes. And it was like, and it was that's the only one that actually justifies it being in Japan. The only one. And it's like, well, it wasn't necessary. It could have been some. It could have been replaced with something else. But in terms of something you can only find in Japan, that would be the scene. But um, but yeah. So, poisoned by Kobayashi, he dies sadly. Poor Professor Watanabe. And um, this is when we're introduced to... Well, not introduced, because we saw her in the prologue. We saw her, saw her in the beginning. But this is when we truly meet foreign exchange student Tracy Walker. Um, she suspects a con- conspiracy and begins to investigate. She confronts assistant scientist Yoko Ono. Voiced okay. by Yoko Ono, mind Okay, you. let me say this. I did not know she was actually named Yoko Ono in the movie until yeah, after I is. left. <laughs> right, like, after I read reviews and they were referring to it as Yoko Ono, I was like, wait, they're using character names in the rest of the review. Why are they going, wait a minute. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> what, what what kind of decision is that? <laughs> that, like, I feel like that's more of the Wes Anderson sensibility. Like, yeah. of course Yoko Ono would be called Yoko Ono, you know? Like, that <clears throat> to me isn't, like, that big of a thing. But it is, for me, this scene really just encaptures everything wrong with Tracy. This scene where she just confronts Yoko and then smacks her. And it's so, like, if there was ever a person, if there was ever a movie or a scene that truly exemplified white feminism, this would be it. Because not only do you have Tracy and you introduce her as this kind of white savior trope, she's the one who cares about the dogs and everybody else doesn't care. She's the one who has the initiative while everyone else is like, oh, well, the dogs are gone. And then here's this woman 
the one the one the adult to the 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 someone who the scientist the one who could actually you know have the credibility to prove like hey this is this is this is the 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 cure and she tells she has to shake her Tracy's the one who has to shake her and be like you need to do something and not even do that she's like you can't help me I'm gonna smack you goodbye and it's uh Tracy why why must you why um, I'm going to quote Angie Han again from Mashable because I really love the sentence that she said that she wrote. It's a portrayal that is as flattering to Tracy as it is unflattering to the Japanese. <sighs> I, I tried to think I was like, what possible thing could have could he have done to save this character to not to, what could have been done differently with this character, this precocious young girl who's like a journalist and wants to, you know, solve this mystery like what could we have done that could have mixed things up simple just make her japanese make her this japanese girl saving the world put subtitles and we're good but for some reason we can't have that yeah but, and uh, also like we, we we skipped those the school scene which i think is actually where she's introduced and like there as well like she's being so stereotypical like blowing bubble gum while i think she's got like an american flag scarf around her <laughs> and uh, and uh, everybody's like oh that's not true or like what proof do you have and uh, like it just it feels so rote like that scene and we also have the cutaway to the japanese hacker who will show up later but also we we can talk a little bit about the stere- stereotypicalness of that but yeah like from the very beginning you're like well like you stand out like a sore thumb and i'm not sure what what prevents the movie from ke- keeping you japanese like the rest of the humans and the story still having the same impact you know and i, I think about it like she could have like kept like the blonde hair because that's such an anime quality they could have just made that as like a joke you know like the the protagonist like the person who we care about is gonna have like the crazy hair but um and it just really bothered me that you're an exchange student honey you speak, you should learn, you should know Japanese by now. Like you should, or at least when you're talking to everybody else, they shouldn't be responding to you in English. You should be responding to them in Japanese. We have that one scene with her host family, but with all the students, with everybody, she just speaks, she just speaks English. And it's like, there's no point. There's no reason why you should. If we're going to be that realistic with how everybody else speaks Japanese, you should be able to speak Japanese too, which is just really frustrating. But um, but Ryan, it's I mean, tell us your take of Tracy Walker. I she's she's a problematic character. I mean, down down to her, you know, her choice of the 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 the, the, the choice of hair hairstyle I gave her, and 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 it hurts me because every because every problematic choice, it's like it's it's the artifice of filmmaking like comes through in it it's like i understand completely like why every decision was made to to make this character you know it's and 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 i wish like i wish that you know what what's what she needed was 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 to show empathy to to yoko you know to 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 yoko ono and 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 but but you know she has to be the precocious you know reporter young young reporter and you know her 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 hairstyle is chosen to 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 exemplify her precociousness and also like 
So when she enters the lab slash bar that that she finds Yoko Ono in, where uh, where 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 they serve everything in like beakers and Erlmeyer flasks, um, like the the blocking of that scene. I mean, I I because she 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 opens the door and then you immediately and she has such a um, she has such a distinctive silhouette where you know her you, you you can tell immediately from her shadow that plays on the wall like who this character who this is even if um without even hearing her voice or anything and and and, and she walks in and so and and then having her speak to the other japanese characters when she should be able, when we she should be able to, and we know already that she she can speak Japanese because she speaks Japanese to her to her host family, but then they all speak to her in English, and it's like it's because we we didn't he didn't want to do the subtitles for the whole thing, uh, but occasionally you need to 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 let the audience in on the plot, and so you have to have this English speaking character, and it does those storage like those those choices that were made to further the narrative and our and our and our and our ways to to construct the story i i agree they don't they don't outweigh that she is you know she is a a a poorly conceived and 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 a and a problematic uh character in this film you know i as you were talking, I was thinking maybe, maybe instead of subtitles, like you know, this is this is supposed to be what a wacky kind of quirky type of film, right? Maybe it was in the structure. Maybe if if they had actually used the translator and had her like, in a way, be uh, break the fourth wall in a way, it mm-hmm. always include her whenever the Japanese <sighs> was happening. So just have have her just randomly appear, being like, like that's this is what she says, and then have no one acknowledge her. But have her be there. One, it would have made it, yeah, sure, a little wacky. But I mean, <laughs> it's part fine. Of I mean, it's part. Yeah. That's part of what we're supposed to get. Um, I don't know. Maybe that would have helped. And then you still would have kept the Japanese. But then you had the English from the translator, so it would have made sense. Or, or, or I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that. Uh, Maybe also, that like, did they show those machines that they have also to translate automatically um, Kobayashi's yeah. speeches? Like, what if just everyone is carrying those around, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I mean, and speaking of the translator, because I do want to point, I don't know where else to put put this in, but she's always the one on TV, even when, like, it's Japanese people watching, she's the one, she's translating, it's like, there's no need for her to be the one translating in these real life settings because if this were in Japan, then you would just have the Japanese person on the news. But then on TV, you'd have her be the one to relay the news to people. So it's again another example of it's like you they're trying to be realistic, but at the same time, they're not really committing to it because they're lacking in commitment to this realism. So it's a it's just very, very frustrating to watch and think about. If like if you just turn your brain off, it's like, sure, I can look past this, but most people can't turn their brain off. Well, so it's kind of like, oh, come on, dude. Just I mean, do your homework. I mean, to be fair, okay, so uh I mean they do sometimes break away from the from their conceit of of we're never unless unless, you know, she or the the um 
there's there's one other translator and i um the young I boy i think no, no, no um the, the 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 woman reporter um are you thinking of the main interpreter or Francis yeah the main McCormick? interpreter there's there's, yeah, there's that's yeah that's that's the one she was talking about yeah okay okay, okay, okay oh yeah yes. yeah then in that in that case yeah um <laughs> Sorry. There's also, I mean, there's also the the like the narrator will will sometimes also interject. Um, which again, yeah, wait, is wait, a way which, yeah, to yeah, like breaks, use to, to use. It doesn't have to be the interpreter. It could have been the narrator being like they just said blah blah blah, and it could have been funny. But so 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 as for you know trying to and not quite committing to to realism, I don't like. I mean, this is. It, it it never really tries for realism. Like it's it's always is sur- like it's it, it's always surreal. You know the, the 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 type of technology that we see in this and the way that the way that things are simultaneously uh, like futuristic with the robot dogs and then also like you know they're um, I I couldn't tell sometimes whether it was the 60s or 2020. You know, it's it falls somewhere in between uh, in, in 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 every scene. So I don't think like commitment to 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 strict realism was was necessarily the intent. Well, I mean, if it's not the intent, then why do they focus so much in just visually? They do do they do focus a lot in details on we have to make this look like uh, uh, Japanese. We have to make this look like we have to make this look. We got to get the 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 drums. We have to get them moving at the same time. There is a de- there is a dedication to realism just because of what stop motion is. So there is a dedication there. There is there is a. Uh, there is like a rule set that they are following. There is a limit to what they see as realistic. Because if at the same time, if they weren't going to be realistic, why make everybody look the way they look? Because which is a more realistic uh, kind of take instead of making them have the anime eyes, you know? Uh, so it sorry, there is the there is this 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 uh, um. There is this dedication, like, it's just for me, that's not a good enough reason because there are moments where this movie is realistic. So it's kind of like. It, it, for me, it's like, all right, so you want to be, like, if you're going to be wacky, be wacky. But then if you want to be, real, like, it was just in this very murky gray area yeah. where it's like it wanted to be realistic in some senses. It wanted the dogs to feel real, to look like dogs. Like, they wanted the fur to be something you think you could touch. And yet they also wanted the TVs to have the wrong person saying the wrong thing just for the sake of solving this ridiculous issue that they, this ridiculous problem that they themselves have created for themselves by using Japanese in the way they did. Well, so uh, it's kind it, of like... Yeah, well, well, let, me, let me just say, uh, like, uh, I haven't watched Wes Anderson movies, but from what I gathered, this is his entire style. His, like you mentioned earlier, like him picking and choosing what to take from realism and what to take from surrealism, you can't do that. But that's been Wes Anderson's deal the entire time he's been making movies. So I think the issue is if you don't buy into that, like straddling the line between realism and surrealism, if you can't get past that and like see the the issues in trying to blend those things that, to the point that it feels stilted in many ways, like it's just going to be hard to enjoy that that kind of movie. It's even worse in this particular film where you're adding the whole cultural parallels side to things. 
But just in a philo- philosophical sense, like at least to me, I don't mind at all the fact that you're doing like half surreal, half real, because like that's just a different kind of movie than what I'm used to, and I'm fine with uni- with uniqueness, with its with eccentricity. But uh, it's adding the whole cultural stuff that is bothersome, but not necessarily the fact that you're adding surreal to real. See, but here's the thing: you could do surreal, and like you, most of the stuff in this movie, you could keep the surreal and the real. The problem is these little moments that simply had to be changed in a different way or composed in a different way just to give you that sense of authenticity of, oh, they actually thought this through. It's not a question of surrealism and realism. It's a sense of logic. And don't say that there isn't logic in surrealism. There's some type of thinking in the way things are presented to us. So it's kind of like this isn't a problem with this mesh of realism and surrealism. It's It's a plot hole. It is a plot hole. It's about it's about Wes Anderson's take on how to construct film, and it's it, so I think that this movie especially um, is the reason why I, I think I think that Wes Anderson is as at home at anime even having not done it as often is at a, as a, as at home in animation uh, as he is. Is because he he's famous for his miss his his missing scene. He everything everything in the 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 frame is put there specifically because he want he wants to control everything. He 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 thinks of of film like theater. You know he has he he wants to be control in complete control and 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 he does this through like difficult blocking in his 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 live action movies that take. Inordinate amount of takes uh, with crazy camera movements, and then in animation, when he has, especially stop motion animation, where you can you have incredible control over the blocking of the scene, what goes in there, you had to cons- you had to actually physically construct and put it there, um, it, 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 and so the the the, the level of realism in and and this this movie is you you wouldn't expect anything else from from a Wes Anderson movie. So like the amount of the insane amount of detail that goes uh, into this, and then um, and his he's able to do fast, you know, by 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 stripping out you know visual information uh, that animation allows you to do. You know, he, he's able to have these like fast cuts and. Um, in quick inserts um and 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 i mean that all lends to the 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 visually what you're seeing in the realism but the 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 the, the surrealist elements no matter yeah they they there is there is the fear that you know okay it's set in the 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 mystical west yeah, I mean the, the mystical, the 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 Far East, and it's the Westerners' interpretation of this, and that the, the quirkiness of the setting um, can be interpreted as, yeah, seeing Japan as this as this weird, um, you, you know, if, if strange things are happening in the movie, it's because well, J- J- Japan is a strange place, and it, it, it makes sense for this, but but really, that's just that's any of his movies, that's. You know the 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 insane logic that that is logic like um 
that that the characters internal to the story make that are not necessary like that, that don't make sense to us as the the audience like um that's that happens in any one of his movies and it's not it's not limited to this and so and and I, and I don't think that I, I, there is a level of cultural appropriation, but I think that like a lot of his 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 references and things are done earnestly. Like um, you had mentioned the, the the song that they that they play as they're walking uh, towards the other end of the island, and and I I I, I lost it in the theater when the seven the main theme to Seven Samurai started playing. And like it seemed like completely earnestly, um, and and I think that there's always the the homage and 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 references. It can be a slippery slope to a, a, a sort of yeah, like fetishistic. Um, pandering or, or or like like a like a like not giving things the the, the, the due reverence that they deserve um and, and he starts to edge towards that but i i i don't think it's as uh, g- grievous as 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 it could seem uh if I, if i can finish my rant no, no, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I personally don't think style or that's just the way he is or that's just his style is enough for me to look past like a very evident plot hole and thing. Like I just personally, that's just not enough. I'm like, oh, it's quirky. That's not a good enough excuse for me. Um, and, you know, it's like I just have always have an urge to fight the orientalism, kind of the romanticization of whether it's the Middle East, the Far East, doesn't matter. The East yeah, in I, general. And I, I do just, think I have a, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important to separate the two things. Like, it's one thing to, to, to talk about the style of this movie, and it, I, I feel it's another thing to talk about the cultural appropriation. They do blend in certain moments, but I do think that you can appreciate one thing while also denouncing the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, moving on. Okay, dude, we're just like, we're halfway through this movie and we're over an hour. Okay, uh, are so. Are we? There's not much that happens after this. I mean, this. exactly. There's not much. There's not much. It's, it's a pretty simple story. Um, but yeah, so after Tracy gets the last remaining dose from Yoko, because for some reason Tracy needs to have it, she's the only one who can have it, um, we go back to the journey with Atari and Chief and the rest of the dogs. Atari and Chief get separated from the others. Atari... Um, and him bond finally, and Atari decides to bathe him and notices that he is actually not black with white spots, but white with black spots. There was just a lot of suit in his fur, I guess. Is this a um, reference to the classic uh, film Madagascar? Anybody? Could it possibly be? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it past Wes Anderson, you know. A classic, uh, a, a real pinnacle of Asian cinema. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um,. So yeah, he bathes him and notices that he has spot. He is Spot's breed, which implies that he's his brother. See, we'll I, get into I, I, that I, link. I initially thought, oh, so is Chief actually Spot's, and there's like a memory thing going on here? Like I thought that was the direction he's gonna go in. So the brother thing actually took me a little bit by surprise in the end. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, he, I just, there are so many dogs. So many dogs. <laughs> what are the odds? That, like, real, this is one of those, like, kind of fairy tale kind of things where it's like, Well, that, that's you know, what we said from the very beginning. They set it up as a story, a fairy, a story tale. To fairy tale tone, and that's what they're going with throughout the entire movie. That's why, and also, um, as I was, as I was writing the outline, I kind of convinced myself into like accepting it because we'll get into we'll get into it once we get with get meet up with spots. But um, but yeah, so he reveal so chief reveals he was once a house pet, but was forced to flee after regrettably, uh, regretfully, sorry, attacking his master out of fear. So they rejoin the group. And find the isolated tribe, but are ambushed by the Kobayashi's men. Um, Spots arrives and with a small army of dogs and saves the day and helps fend off Kobayashi's men. Um, and through flashbacks, we get to get to know Spots, and he reveals that he was a he was rescued upon arrival by the tribe, and later became their leader. Um, Spots also confirms that Chief is his brother. And asks to transfer his protection duties to Atari to Chief, and both agree because Spots has puppies now and has other responsibilities. So, the reason why I kind of buy this kind of family link is because there is no other way. No other way, and here is an example of the movie actually somewhat relying on logic. There is no other way that this, that he would have trusted uh chief that quickly if they weren't family like if you take the family element out like this atari was spots like life for a good chunk like this was the boy he needed to protect it's one thing to be to him have conflicts about what he can do and what he can't do but the fact that he so quickly transitions the responsibility to chief i only could have for me it only works because they're related yeah, so that's how i kind of worked my way around that. Because I didn't, at first I was like, really? They're related? But then I was like, well, given this, where the story wants to go, it's like, there's no other option, I guess. So I, it was fine for me. Yeah, I chalk it up as a good story decision. And the, like the, their interactions, when they finally figure, figure it out, like they, they begin very hostile. We have the son of a bitch line. But eventually they, they talk to each other. They have like the moment where on the, they're on the ship and they're talking to each other. Like that all feels relatively earnest. And I think the movie does enough to, to sell us on the fact that there's still this familial connection that's enough for both of them. Right, right. Yeah. How about you, Ryan? What do you think of Spots and his relationship with Chief? I think that, I mean, we kind of towards the, the tail end of, I, I, I honestly didn't mean to do the pun no. <laughs> uh, of, uh, of their journey. We start to see a lot of really heartwarming moments with chief. I mean, we get the, he starts to, he tears up at getting the, the, the biscuit. Um, and, and, and he really starts to care for Atari. And I think that, you know, when um, it really culminates in 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 how how Chief defends, you know, Atari, you know, when when uh, Spots was going to say that, yeah, I'm I, I can't be as I'm giving up on him as his bodyguard, and I'm giving this uh, I'm giving up my position, and how how fiercely Chief um, turns on him for that, I think is really strong, and then we get the we get the line um, when he finds out that that he was uh, that he was his brother was was either runt and uh, not anymore, 
Like, um, I really enjoyed those. I mean, I, 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 I really enjoyed seeing the bond that they had. And, and um, like, I think it's, it's where the movie is at its most, like, heartwarming. But do you guys think it would have been better for Chief's character had they not been family, but he still proved himself to be worth passing the torch to? Like, because there is this risk where it's like, if they weren't family, Chief had to have needed to work harder to prove himself. And do you think that would have, well, even though he's the most developed character, do you think that would have been better for Chief and anything better for Chief and Atari's relationship and that you actually had to show how deep it quickly became? Well, I think the issue is that at this point in the movie, the focus is... Like, at the beginning of the movie, we're focusing mainly on the dogs. But at this point in the movie, we're like, we have half our focus split on the dogs and half our focus split on the humans' plots and Tracy trying to solve the issues. So I don't think there's enough time to really get the chief to, like, prove himself even more in front of spots. Like, I think if you remove the family part, the alternative would just be, well, hey, like Chief saying, hey, well, look, I protected uh, Atari all this time. Look what I've done for him. It, it, it are things that you couldn't do on your own. Like they could have like that little scene of just explaining what he's done and Spock's accepting it. But I think that would be a little bit worse than what ends up happening, which is the familial relationship. But so like like in that like you could make it work, but I just don't think there's enough time. And at this point, the tone in the movie has changed too much for us to focus sufficiently on giving Chief that even more screen time than he's already getting at this point in the split focus of the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. Ryan, anything to add? Yeah, I think I mean, I think he was already there even without adding the familial relationship. I, I, I think by the time that you know that chief makes that turn it's already and and that spots gives him the, the 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 position as guard dog i think he was i mean he was already there as as you know we we see how protective he is of, of, of atari and i think that um if it wasn't a a um you know a direct link of 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 these are these these dogs are 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 joined by you know their their litter mates um or their siblings or whatever. I think that um, the the thematic that they 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 have a bond of they both truly care about Atari. I think would have been enough. But at the same time, I don't think it I I don't think it detracts anything that they ended up being um, uh, being siblings. And I think it, you know we see you know, two very different paths that you can go on and, 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 and him being spot sibling makes him no less the, the, the stray dog. And like, it doesn't like lessen his experiences or anything. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we move forward with the plot. So an owl arrives revealing that Kobayashi plans to exterminate all dogs on trash Island upon his imminent reelection. Atari and the dog tribe decide to return to Megasaki City to attempt to prevent this. At Kobayashi's election ceremony, he prepares to give the order, but Tracy presents her evidence of his corruption and the, cure's, and the cure's existence. Atari and the dogs also arrive and confirm the cure's work. Kobayashi has a change of heart, but his right-hand man, Major Domo, uh, insists upon seeing the extermination through. A fight ensues in which the but in which the button is pressed but the poison backfires on the captors instead thanks to the hacker friend of tracy's allowing them to escape we've talked for 
over an hour, and we haven't mentioned Kobayashi or Major Domo, like the villains of the story. So let's talk about him. One, Kobayashi. That switch and sudden turn of events was not earned. Well, like, I, that I, was I, I bought not it. earned. I was like, <laughs> I bought what? It. Well, How? See, well, because, like, from the very beginning, we're establishing that Kobayashi and Atari have some kind of relationship. Like, from the very beginning, they mentioned that uh, Kobayashi has adopted Atari after the train accident. And uh, later, when they find out that Atari is gone, like, that's what, it, like, kind of instigates Kobayashi to, like, start getting these feelings. But it, at least to me, like, it's based partially out of the fact that Atar- Atari disappeared. So he's like, wait, the, the my, my kid is doing this? And so, like, at this point, like, once Atari shows up all injured and whatnot and gives, like, a very mo- uh, moving speech, even if we don't understand as the as the audience mostly, we, ha- we have a translator, but, it, like, it, I imagine it would be more impactful in your native language. But, like, he gives a moving speech to the audience. And, like, a, a person who's taken you in from the very beginning, like, the, some, they have to be affected by that. So, at least to me, I, I buy the Kobayashi in that moment, ch- changing hearts. But, like, at the same time, the problem is that Kobayashi's motivations are also very cartoonish from the very beginning. So I never take his being hard on dogs that seriously. Because, like, from the very beginning, we established that the reason is that their dynasty was uh, had a battle with dogs a, lo- a long time ago. And so be- because since then, they always have a grudge towards dogs. Like, that that's the entire motivation, that they just hate dogs. And, like, to me, that's very cartoony. So I... If you start from that kind of way, I can buy a, a sudden twist more easily than if this was based on more logic than uh, like in a, in a live action drama, let's say. But I mean, one, we don't even really, I don't know. I just, one, there's no explanation about Major Domo. Like, yeah, Ma- Major he, Domo, I agree, is a nothing character. Like he's basically a Frankenstein. Basically. Uh, he's, uh, basically. Is he a Major Domo or is his name Major Domo? <laughs> It's like major space domo is what um, uh, is in Wikipedia. Because like, ma- like a major domo is a thing. It's like the head of a house. Ha- it's what he is. He's, he's like a head of a household. Yeah, so he's but, the head of the house. But yeah. like I wouldn't put it past them for his name to just be major domo. Um, maybe he and Yoko Ono are friends. Yeah. You know. But uh, but also like Major Domo like at the end he gets very angry at Kobayashi like that makes no sense because I mean it, I don't it, think it makes th- sense if like suddenly Kobayashi actually decides to be human for once and actually shows a change of heart when every other moment he didn't show that it, so I would understand I understand more Major Domo's frustration really? with Kobayashi than Kobayashi actually being sympathetic yeah no I'm the complete opposite on this like Major Domo's the one who's unbelievable here like Kobayashi makes sense. But Major Domo, like we haven't established that he's even a part of the Kobayashi family, have we? Like he's just he's just a, a steward there. Yeah. And the, does he have political power? Like it's it, because they give the motive the um the translator says something like he's he's angry that he went back on his campaign promises. What does he care? Unless yeah. unless he's like it's like a prime minister situation. But the movie does nothing to explain that part of it. So like to me, Major Domo is like the weak the weakest link in that whole scene. They're both weak. Well, like, they're both just very weak. Yes, Ryan. Okay, well, I mean, like, so I think that it came off to me as as, as Major Major Domo is the one who's who's kind of manipulating things behind the scenes. And there was a, there was a moment where, where when, when Kobayashi is having his change of heart 
and his his eyes kind of glow. Do, do you remember? Yeah, that? I noticed that. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. Like I was wondering if there's supposed to be if, if there's like a uh, supernatural element to this, you know. Um, because Atari's eyes they, tend to glow at times, don't they? Uh, I, I thought that was just like a visual thing. Yeah, the I most never... I didn't know if it. Yeah, yeah, if it was a, it, it was to represent his his change of heart and and or you know, I I wouldn't have been surprised if there was yeah there was some sort. <laughs> Major Domo seemed to be some sort of like uh, the 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 spirit of the the um, um, the beheaded uh, head of the. The beheaded head of the of the uh, Kobayashi household, he come back to to get his revenge or something, but it didn't really go that way. Um, but I don't know. I just I just if they were gonna if he was gonna be kind of the Rasputin figure of of the Kobayashi clan, I would have preferred again some actual visual indicators of that or hey and, you know let's see a conversation between major yeah! Dome and kobayashi maybe with subtitles but uh, I, I don't think that i i i think that the uh, their position and 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 it's it's less of a you know a, it, you know it, it represents society it's 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 not like a a singular antagonist character it's more of this 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 huge entity of the 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 government the man that they're fighting against and i I don't think that it was really intended for for them to to be that 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 um singular of a character that the um and i think that you know we don't we don't see really kobayashi as a character until he has kind of a change of heart and then you and and he he gives up a kidney and 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 is really moved by by atari at the end is the only time kind of we see him as a character yeah, I but, think this but entire not, scene, like from his change of heart to the giving of the kidney, like all that is very strong to me. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't think that, you know, the way they set up the 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 opposition in this movie, you know, it's very detached and and it's not supposed to be really focused on. You know, the it's it's more of the 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 the, the main conflict is more of the journey. Of you know finding spots and and getting back well, on the island and 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 um well and I, I'd say like that that's a, a bit of an issue calling it the the focus is on the journey because I do think that the second half like splits its focus between the, the spots and the the government like I do think mm-hmm. the movie puts a lot more focus on the government side of things in the second half. But if you're going to do that, you should do a little bit more work into like fleshing out motivations besides like what you've done at this point. So like I, I don't buy that side of it. The fact that the this isn't supposed to be the focus. The movie definitely shifts focus to this by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's keep going then. So Atari and Spots are gravely injured. Atari's only remaining kidney fails, but Kobayashi, admitting his mistakes, donates his own to save the boy. By election law, mayorship to the city 
falls to Atari. And he decrees that dogs be allowed to reintegrate into society. Tracy and Atari become a couple, and Chief reunites with Nutmeg and takes up the role of bodyguard for Atari. Spots, presumed dead, recovers from his injuries and secretly raises his children under the Kobayashi Manor. So, one, did you wish just even a little bit that Spots had died? Just even a little bit? <laughs> I mean, that's almost the expected route, so the fact that they didn't go with that, I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a decision. Well, like, that, that, that was, yeah, that, that would be the logical way to go that they die, but this movie is not logical, at least to me, in a lot of ways, so it's like, uh, okay, whatever, and uh, they have a happy family, and that's a feel-good. Once again, going into this whole fairy tale tone, like, this is the fairy tale ending. <laughs> I mean, down to the heterosexuality. Like, yeah. right down to it. <laughs> yeah, although I, I will say this had no hints of hope. Like, w- when does a female character interact with another female character in this movie? <laughs> I mean, they don't. See, so the, don't. There, there's no room for, for even exploring that at all in this movie, just because they don't, no, they mean, don't give I, the opportunities. I don't mean like, oh, I demand homosexuality. I'm saying I don't need romance. Like, no, Tracy that, and Tori didn't true. have to be a thing. Like, they didn't have to be a thing. And now, Meg and Chief didn't have to get together. Now, I will say, like, when they saw the trailer and we had the, oh, I think I have a crush on you. I was like, uh, are we going to do that, too? We're going to have, the, like, a love, love thing in the middle. But to to their credit, they barely touch on it. It's like that line and then it doesn't come into, it doesn't really come into effect until, like, the very end when you see them together. But then you think, like, well, what, why is Atari with her? Like, what, what does he yeah. care? <laughs> so, like, that doesn't make sense. But at the very least, the movie decided not to focus on that at all. And I'm like, I, I, I appreciate because I am not interested in that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying they didn't have to put it in at all. No, it, I'm just saying, su- like, if you're not going to focus on it, then why, why, why put it in? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not, I don't need gay everywhere. I'm just I mean, saying. Wh- why even have the I have a crush on you line? Like, in the end, does that really matter? Because the, her really? entire her entire character is just car- pro-dogs. So what is he, what does she care about the about the kid for? I mean, you can care about the kid like empathetically, but like the crush line just feels so out of place. Like it's only serving the purpose of setting up the shot of them at the end together. But other than that, in the middle, it means nothing. So why even have it? And also, like they didn't explore at all that she was Nutmeg's owner. Like that makes more sense to explore. Like that is what drives her forward is that she wants her dog back. Versus the whole, like, I have a crush on you, Atari. Now I must learn everything about you. So it's just this kind of, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. That was just a thing that made my eyes roll. But um, another question. This is like a legit a bullet point in my outline. All caps. Where are the cats? This society <laughs> seems this to. Movie. Like, the- like, you have. There's like yeah. instead of going to cats, they go to robot dogs. Hey. <laughs> and not just that. Well, I mean, you could make the argument that cats won't fight dogs. Like they're too lazy for that. They're just be like, I'm not fighting a dog. Like they, like they, they won't let humans control them. But um, because that's just how cats are. But uh, no, I just think like you know, you had like Kobayashi like with the cat tattoo. You had him occasionally petting a cat. I'm just saying like. Dogs and cats, that is a thing that's always, like, why are Kobayashi so cat-driven? Or Give me a cat. Give me a cat doing something, and maybe I can understand. But I don't know. I just thought it was a wasted opportunity, especially since we're not going to get an aisle of cats. Like, I just wanted some sort of well, cat hold representation up. We're, more we're, than we're, the... We're not at the sequel just yet. You got to hold right. on. <laughs> All right. We got to get oh, to the man. peninsula of cats. 
Of course, of course. But um, but yeah. So uh, Ryan, how do you? What do you think of this kind of wrap up to this story? Was it supposed to be implied that um um that spots and oh god, I can't I can't remember the name of <laughs> of uh his, his romantic partner. The um, one that's skinny. Yeah, that one. Um, um, they were supposed to be living like in secret. Cause I... no, that was not implied. This is just purely from Wikipedia. Okay. Don't trust it, guys. Yeah. Don't trust it. Yeah. Um, but no, no. I, I mean, I, I appreciated that it went the the route the where I, I appreciated him living like because I fully expected him to. If it, it's typically where you go with a. Uh, with the you know the heroic sacrifice and, and then he gets the memorial and 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 um and that and and the 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 other you know chief um chief in that Meg and Tracy and Atari you know it's it doesn't take up like an inordinate amount of uh, does it need to be there no um but I appreciate that it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't that big of a of, of a role, and um, and it didn't really overwhelm kind of the story. Like it what didn't that wasn't her driving. I, I never felt that yeah, like Tracy's driving motivation was oh oh I've got the crush on Atari. Um, it was just that that was just an, a, an added thing to it. Um, but, you know, overall I was satisfied with the ending. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we're at that point where we're going to do our closing thoughts. Any last thing you want to add about this movie, uh, Alex? Okay. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, whistling was very frequent in this movie. Um, I, I appreciate that touch. Um, I think in the end, like I, I know we've sounded pretty like pretty negative at times um, at this movie. I, I think the issue is that well, one thing that we've been hammering home: it's a fairy tale style story. With a fairy tale story, it's all very simplistic. As a result, if you dig, if you try to dig deeper, you're going to run into issues. Uh, in this case, very problematic issues. But if you're going in thinking it's a fa- just enjoying the fairy tale, like just get letting the feelings come over you, like it works. It's a satisfying experience. Uh, yeah, you get your couple of laughs. The emotional moments, for the most part, work. Like it's all, and it's it's pretty, just like a children's book. Like it's it's very, you can't take your eyes off the screen when it's on there. So like, if on a superficial level, it's a it's a very good, almost great movie. The problem is when you dig into like the the implications of what the, the certain details choosing to make those important and choosing to make other details not important. Like if you dig more into the decisions that were made in the process of making this movie, that's where you start getting into issues of like, well, is this art in the end doing good for for society? Like to the point where like, are you making people laugh at the wrong things? Are you are you making people in enjoy things that are in the process this uh, uh, marginalizing other communities? 
So like th- those are things that you have to take into account and things that you have to balance when you're when you're watching something like this. I think it, in the end, I, I really enjoyed it. I would probably watch it again. Like it's a very fun movie to uh, to watch for sure. But you have to also take into account like what what effect is this going to have or, or like uh, with people that I'm that I'm watching it like to try to make them aware of like certain things that are going on if they, maybe they don't notice and like just to try to have a balanced discussion about it because I do think that all of this uh, talk about cultural appropriation it's a good opportunity to open people up to other cultures bit things that they just aren't used to thinking about because it's not really presented in this way like in a in a children's film like this and it's PG-13 but let's face it people are going to bring children to the movie like this may be their first um, like real interaction with this kind of culture. So you have to like take that opportunity to discuss with them these things, talk about things that maybe are okay, things that aren't okay, and you use that to bet- better yourself and better other people. But at the same time, enjoy what's going on in front of you. So like it, it, it's a balance for sure. And I think that in the end, if you if you can't get past that, that's totally understandable because there are big issues with this. But at the same time, I do think that there is a there is room for both enjoying this movie and using it as an opportunity to spread the message about recognizing other cultures in a more appropriate way than this movie manages to do. Gotcha, gotcha. And what about you, Ryan? Any <clears throat> closing thoughts? Yeah. So I think that this movie, you know, it um, it it. It, it, it plays a lot with uh, heavily on the the iconography and the aesthetic of of Japan without delving too deeply and, and perhaps not paying the the, the the proper reverence to you know where that iconography and where that um, where those aesthetics come from um, and. And it, and it has a problem with appropriation. Um, but it, it never felt to me that it was at the ex- at the direct expense of that that material. It, that it was um, that it was um, you know trying that it was making fun of it. Um, does that make sense? And that um, I, if you're a fan of you know, Wes Anderson in general, and, and 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 more so if you're a fan of just animation and and filmmaking, I think that that you know you would the craft of this film is incredible. I mean, the the way like the set design, um, the the costume design in this. Um, and the 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 how how masterful the blocking is, um, is is worth it, if only for that. And 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 the the, the story that it tells is uh, uh, is is simple and satisfying. Um, and uh, one one piece of of the the costume design that I mean, is little, but it stood out to me. Uh, that I really enjoyed is um, Yoko Ono has um, her her hair um, hair clips or her her the her hair scrunchies. Um, they have uh, it's 
she's the scientist character. She has the uh, deuterium and uh, an oxygen spell out Y O uh, on her uh, uh, in her her pigtails or, or in her um, and I don't know I in the 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 periodic table elements um, is what she used for her hair ties and. I love that, uh, and 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 I just, I really think that that this that that Wes Anderson belongs in, in animation, and I hope he continues to 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 work in animation. Cool, cool. I have no doubt that he's going to keep going with animation. I think the only sad thing is that stop motion, which is his like uh, his selected like method of animation, just takes that long. Yeah, but um, it just takes a long time. But I have no doubts that animation that this is. I have no doubts that this won't be that this will be the last animated film by him that we see. Um, or is it the other way? I don't know. You know what I mean, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I I said my piece. I don't hate this movie. Um, usually, um, I'm, in a weird way, I'm a, I'm my most negative about movies that I enjoy, but think that could have taken a next step and done been that were good but could have been amazing um but um but yeah i had fun with this movie even though i had to look away at times because of certain things um but yeah so you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com you can join us on discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash discord support us via patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Sagittarius. And thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Dogs. So many dogs.